So I'm going to get you to introduce yourself. I've now okay. learned that it's not Alicia and it's not even really Alicia, but it's more like Alicia, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And when it, tell, tell us, you know, who you are and a little bit about yourself and kind of what you do. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. So my name is uh, Alicia Svedenborg and I grew up in the southern parts of Sweden on a farm. And then day after I graduated high school, I moved to Stockholm. I was going to become a dancer. I went to the ballet academy, but life had other plans for me. And I started taking pictures instead. So I became a wedding photographer. And then about six years ago, I moved myself and my entire business over to New York. And that's where I live now. Amazing. How did the move to New York happen? Uh, I mean, both my boyfriend and I, we love to travel. We would travel whenever we had the opportunity and we were both really interested in living abroad for a while. And then he got a job offer in New York. Uh, so we decided to just go and it was supposed to be for a year and we are still there six years later. Amazing. Do you think you will, you will ever leave? Uh, yeah, we already have a list of other places that we want to move to and try out. Uh, but right now we love New York. It's just perfect for us and what we love to do. But I can't wait to explore other parts of the world too. And you're definitely not in New York right now as we speak. So I feel like this is, this is interesting. So tell the people where you are right now. Okay, so right now I'm in Finland. And my boyfriend is half Finnish. And his grandfather has this amazing little cottage in the Finnish archipelago. So you take two ferry boats to get out here. Uh, it's a small little cottage. There's no running water. There's an outhouse. We chop wood. We go skinny dipping and just relax. So whenever we, cut, we can during the summer, we try to go out here and take a break from wedding season and just come out here. I call it like a workation because I still work when I'm here. I edit photos, but it's just a different pace and a break from the crazy wedding season. In New York, do you live right in the city or where do you live over there? Yeah, right in the middle of West Village, um, <laughs> which for oh. those who don't know New York, it's the buildings are a little bit lower and it's an older part of town. Um, but it has tons of charm right outside our window. It's one of the best uh, jazz clubs in the city. It's called Smalls. There's always yes, a big line. There. Yeah, it's amazing, right? So good. Um, we go there whenever we can. And every night when they're open around 2, 3 in the morning, they start playing like a saxophone or a trumpet outside. So there's lots of things going out outside our windows. And we just love it. I love it. That's amazing. And how was moving to New York as far as your business? Like, where did you start with getting clients over there? Oh, oh, it was crazy. I mean, I was thinking that weddings are the same wherever in the world you go. Like two people are in love. They want to say I do. They want to celebrate with their friends. But I was so wrong. Weddings <laughs> in New York City are crazy. They're much more professional much more business, no bullshit. You come, you do your work, you work really hard. Um, you look professional. You're always representing your brand. It's, it's crazy. 
yeah, it's like a little, a little less laid back than other parts of the world. I can imagine. Oh, oh, definitely. Definitely. I mean, just during the wedding day, the timeline is so much more intense. Uh, there's so much more things to capture. There are longer distances if you want to travel somewhere because that takes time. Um, in Sweden, I was used to having like an hour for bride and groom portraits. In New mm-hmm. York, I'm unlucky if I get 20 minutes. Oh, my God. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, it is crazy. And there's so many other things that are different, too. Just, I mean, family is very important. It's still that the family still pays for the wedding a lot of the time. So, mm-hmm. They're kind of the client as well, along with the couple, because they, right. since they're paying, they have a say in everything. They invite their friends. So I also feel like I'm shooting for the parents. And every wedding I have in the city has a wedding planner, which means yeah. I also shoot for them. I shoot whatever work they have done and what they want to capture. And the venues have more rules, more guidelines. So there's so many more aspects that are just more professional and just have to work a little bit harder all the time. Yeah. Do you like, yeah. do you like it more? Or do you miss, do you miss the Swedish weddings? You know what? I just did a Swedish wedding uh, last weekend and it was so relaxed. I felt like I was like missing something or doing something wrong. Cause I was, I, I'm <laughs> sure I'm supposed to be somewhere working really hard right now, but it, it was so relaxed and calm which was a really nice contrast and I think I'd like both kinds of weddings but for different things I feel like in New York they're always gorgeous the floral arrangements are amazing the venues are spectacular it's fun to go out on the streets and shoot the couple because there's so much happening and going on Mm -hmm. but then I come and shoot a wedding in Sweden and it's so much focus about the couple and their love and their friends and they gets more calm and more intimate and more emotional. And I love capturing that too. Yeah. It's just different yeah, things. I love both of them, but they're very, very different. How did you get your first wedding in New York after you moved there? Like, did you know some people and have some connections or what did, how did that work? Oh, I really, <laughs> I busted my ass because so, it was so weird. So I came from Sweden being a pretty established photographer. I never did any advertising. I never did anything to get my word out, really. I just had referrals from past clients, from friends. And I didn't realize then that I was very fortunate. And then I come to New York. I have a portfolio, so I don't want to start shooting like weddings for free or low budget weddings because I already know my niche and I know what I can create, but my portfolio doesn't reflect any New York venues or just New York portraits, any scenes from New York city. And I don't know anyone. I have no past clients that refer me. I have no vendors that know of me that want to recommend me. Um, I have nothing. So it's, it was so weird starting from scratch Mm. and, I hustled a lot. I I emailed like every single person in the wedding industry. <laughs> no one got back to me, barely. <laughs> but I just like sat and like wrote emails and I started like reading more blog posts in a different way, like reading 
writing blogs that focused on New York weddings and trying to get to know the city, get to know vendors, who did what, what kind of styles they did, who was similar to me, trying to go to networking events and just try to get to know people. And I think I, I started doing a few just shoots for myself, just portraits, just to get some mm -hmm. New York photos into my portfolio. And I also right. tried to really like start out with those photos in my portfolio. So it would look like I've done more in New York than I actually have. Yes. Um, right. I contacted the Swedish church in New York because uh, a lot of Swedes go to New York to get married, just alone by themselves. Uh, right. So that was an easy target to get to first and get even more New York weddings in my portfolio. But nice. yeah, it, it was, it was, I hit a lot of bumps in the road. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. And so you've been shooting weddings. Okay. So for six years in New York, but how long have you been shooting weddings total? Like in Sweden too? Um, about 12 years. Or so. And do you still do you still like it? Are you tired of it? You can be honest. This is an honest place. <laughs> I think I think it comes to a point every year when I'm like, okay, I'm doing something different with my life. What should I do? And then I go through <laughs> all the things that I can become and what I can go to school and study. And then I realized, oh, nothing really is as fun as wedding photography. So I guess I'll continue for another year and I just keep going. But <laughs> I think I had kind of my big crisis right before we moved to New York. I kind of felt okay. like I always went to the same venues, kind of the same weddings over and over every weekend. And I didn't really get challenged and pushed to try something new, even though I tried to push myself. It was, you know, after you've been to a venue three times, you know where the good light is coming from, or you know the good sponsors. Yeah. And you just go on autopilot, and I hate that. So for me moving to New York really, really helped me to push me. And I thought it was going to push me as a photographer, but it actually pushed me even more as a business person and realizing I'm running a business to making a profit and getting financial income and support. And like, I don't know the business side really took off in when I moved to New York, which was cool. Yeah. Sort of new challenges makes it a little more interesting. Yeah, yeah, and definitely, like, I, so I have this example, I've said it before, but, so when I, in Sweden, if you have a business meeting, or if you're meeting with clients, we love to do what the Swedish call a fika, which is you have, like, coffee and something sweet, and you sit and chat, it's very low-key, um, no one really talks business in the beginning, and then you slowly get into business, but at my client right. meetings, like, I we barely talked about money. Like I would hand him a price sheet at the end of the meeting and be like, you go home and look at that. Bye bye. And there was nothing really, there was no business talk. Right. So when I first came to New York and I was, you know, emailing all the wedding people and vendors in New York city, trying to get a meeting to introduce myself, there was like one magazine that got back to me. I was like, yes, this is so good. I'm, I'm going to come and I'm going to show them how like sweet and Swedish I am. So <laughs> I, I went to Starbucks and I got coffee and I like, I didn't know what kind of coffee the person preferred that I was meeting. So I got like different kinds of coffee. I went all across town to get like the good cupcakes 
and and I walked up to the meeting and I like came with my Swedish fika. And the poor girl, she was like so confused that she like moved the cupcakes to the side. It was just like, okay, but like, where's your portfolio? Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, so like portfolio. I'm like, I didn't even bring a portfolio to this meeting. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah, so that was me when I started out in New York, and <laughs> she was not the main person. So she was like the pre-person that I was meeting, and then. So she did a talking at first, and then the actual main person that I was meeting just came in later. Right. Uh, she came in, and she was like, you didn't bring your portfolio? I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I'm like, we can pull it up on my website. And she was like, next time, bring your portfolio, and she just left. Oh, no. Uh, did you end up shooting anything for them? No. <laughs> and, I mean, I've tried to this day to get another meeting with them, but No. Oh my god! I would take cupcakes over official work materials any day of the week. <laughs> right? Well, so what I did, I I went home and I just started googling. I'm like, how do you do a business meeting? Like, what do I need to do? And I found out that you're supposed to need an elevator pitch, that where you introduce yourself in 30 seconds, and you need to come in knowing what's unique about yourself and what you want to sell about yourself. So. Mm -hmm. I just sat down and I started writing like, okay, like what is special about me? What is unique about me? And like really had to break down my business to the bottom mm -hmm. and structure it up again, which was really, really interesting to do. And to really, I mean, some things that I used to think was unique about me maybe wasn't when I was in a big city, but other things was. So like being a European in New York city It's pretty cool. Like, yeah, Americans like European things. So okay, I'm like, okay, I need to push this a little bit more. Um, but being a young girl in the wedding photography industry was not so cool because I mean, there's like a gazillion wedding photographers. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Super interesting to do that. So I sat down. I wrote an elevator pitch. I I started practicing. I like I can still remember was my boyfriend and I sitting in our tiny, tiny apartment and like practicing my elevator pitch and I'm selling myself over and over. And then I got a meeting with a very high end wedding planner. Nice. And I mean, I was so nervous. I I, I can still remember standing around the corner like sweating and like, okay, you can do this, you can do this. So I I walk in, I sit down next to her, I ordered a cup of tea, showed my portfolio, because mm -hmm. yes, I brought my portfolio this time, <laughs> <laughs> and I gave her my pitch, and I swear the meeting was over before my tea had arrived. Oh my god, like, she just wanted the, she wanted the pitch, she wanted to look at your portfolio, yeah. and then she's like, I'm busy like, now. Like, through it, stopped at a couple of images, asked a few questions, she was like, yeah, thank you, we're done. I'm like... Okay, <laughs> have my tea to go then. <laughs> But have you, uh, have you? Did you end up working with that planner? Yes. So two, three weeks later, they called me up. They hired me for a job, uh, and that job was published on Vogue. Amazing. Yeah. That so was, uh, you did a good elevator pitch. Clearly, yeah, it worked. It worked, which is so cool with this city because. 
I mean, if you work hard, it really works. And everybody is cheering for everybody. I think that's one of the cool things with New York City. Instead of being jealous or thinking, oh, that person's got that. Oh, why didn't I get it? People are thinking, oh, she got that? Well, then I can get that too. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it together. And that's one of the things that I love with New York City. That is not what I would have expected New York City to be like. I know. I mean, I mean, of course, it's competitive, but people are nice. And I feel especially young businesswomen are really supportive of each other. And I love it. That's awesome. Excellent. Good, good. And okay, so way up north, it's mm-hmm. happening. Yay. Have you have you started figuring out what you're going to talk about yet? Oh, I already know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I think I, when I got uh, the question from them to talk, I think I figured it out within 10 minutes what I wanted to talk about. Uh, <laughs> so one of the things that I've really learned with changing markets like this is becoming like a professional problem solver. Uh, Right. So many things on a wedding day that could become a problem. So I think even, I mean, before the wedding day, staying on top of things, getting information and knowing what's happening, that will help you prevent any problems. Uh, But on the wedding day, also always stay like a step ahead of what's happening and kind of analyzing the situation and kind of see problems before they appear. But then Mm -hmm. also, I mean, one of my latest weddings, we were going to go out on this beautiful pier. We stopped to do portrait stairs. We stopped with the car. We get out. The bride takes two steps out. And she's like, no, I'm not going out up here. It's too windy. I'm going to ruin my hair. And got into the car again and looked at me. She's like, where are we doing portraits instead? And you just have to be like, I know a perfect spot. Let's go there. (laughs) And this is like New York City. You don't know where there's going to be construction or people. But... I mean, I think that's a big thing with hiring a, a professional wedding photographer that we know how to photograph weddings. We know how to photograph in different situations, but we also know how to solve problems because every wedding is going to have problems. So yeah. this is what I'm talking about. And I'm going to try it to keep it with tons of practical information and things that you can take with you afterwards so you can really go home and start problems solving problems yourself right away sweet do you have do you have any good stories of problems that you couldn't solve or do you, <laughs> do you think you've solved everything you've come up against in one way or another maybe before uh way up north i'll come up with a story when i didn't solve the problems but i'm, I'm a pretty good sol- problem solver i think through life i yeah. am but i guess you've done Good and bad problem solving. I'll figure some some bad examples out before we have North. I promise. I'll be honest. I'm not saying you have to embarrass yourself, but I do love I do love a good like story of a fucked up situation at a wedding. But, and then we, but we all fuck up, and that's how we learn. And I feel like I guess that's a problem with social media and everything being like pretty imperfect, and that we don't admit our fuck ups. But to like. Social media is a part of our marketing and what our clients read about us. So, of course, we don't want to like say too much of a fuck up there. But amongst ourselves, I'm sure I can tell you a good fuck up or two. <laughs> Definitely. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> and for your talk, are you going to be nervous at all? Do you get nervous? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I get so nervous 
always forever meeting for everything but what i usually do so i have um like a pick me up song and like and i just play it really loud with my headphones on and i just dance a little bit before i go yeah. into meetings or what's, what's the song oh my god are you going to make me sing it <laughs> Is it like a song? Or is it a song I know? No, um, um, it's it's a it's. Oh my god, I'm not gonna sing. I really can't sing, but um, it's called "Play That Sax." Okay, have you heard it? No, but I'm gonna look it up later and hopefully oh, yeah. leave it into the podcast. <laughs> yes, because it's it's a good pick me up song. I don't know why it became that song. It just makes me makes me happy and bouncy and yeah I also I hear you I also have a song that isn't like the best song ever that I listen to when I'm on my way to any wedding and it became like a tradition and now I have to do it every time or I feel like I'm gonna like make mad mistakes all day long (laughs) and it's like it's a song called love you madly by the band cake and I'm not even really a fan of cake and I don't even you know know why that song but Sometimes you just get a song and it becomes like your pre-show jam. Yeah. And I think maybe it's a good thing that this song is specifically for this purpose. And then you don't listen yeah. to it anytime between that. That's right. It's your pump up song. Ajay. Yeah. It's my pump up song. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, cool. Well, I think we've got a pretty good sense of who you are and what your deal is. And um, I want to let you get back to your unplugged cabin life. So <laughs> thank you so much for taking a, a little time back with technology to chat with us. And no, it I was guess- so much fun. I'm so excited about Way Up North. I went to the one in Stockholm and I spoke at the warm up there and it was so much fun. And I got so much inspiration with me and I can't wait for Cologne and do the same thing there. Yes, it's going to be a good one. Have you been to Cologne before? No, I haven't. I haven't. And I'm really yeah, excited. I'm really excited to see uh, Photokina, like the, the photography exhibition that is next to it. I hear yeah, it totally. included in our ticket, so I'm going to go yes. there. And be They're going to let you in. Yay. It's gonna, yeah, that's awesome. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much, Alicia. And I guess we'll see you in like in like a month. Yay! Yay! Okay, have an amazing rest of your little holiday. Thank you. Thanks for calling me. Yeah, thanks for chatting. This is Acast Recommends. Every week we pick one of our favorite shows and this is one we think you're going to love. Hi, folks. This is Rick Wilson from The Daily Beast's The New Abnormal. And I'm Molly Jongfest, a left-wing pundit and editor-at-large at The Daily Beast. I'm also an editor-at-large at The Daily Beast, a former Republican political strategist, best-selling author, and full-time troublemaker. Every Tuesday and Friday, we have fun, sharp conversations with people like Mary Trump, who revealed why her uncle is the worst president we've ever had. Or Ben Stiller on how the world of comedy is changing thanks to our political landscape. Tune in to The New Abnormal to hear us have fun conversations about a world gone mad. Acast is home to the biggest podcast from the U.S. and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via Acast or wherever you get your podcasts.